Welcome to the new segment of the Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What podcast, Rise and Thrive. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler. I wanted to create a super short segment that would be fuel for you so that you can make the absolute most out of this week that you've been given. Let's dive in to today's episode. Today, I want to talk about one of my three fundamental truths. And if you've listened to the show before, you probably remember this, but I have three fundamental truths. Number one, the future can be changed. Number two, you can change your future. And number three, you don't have to wait. Today, I want to talk more about the first one, the future can be changed, because everything starts or ends with this truth. If you believe that the future can be changed, you will make the choices and take the actions necessary to change your future. If, however, you believe that the future cannot be changed, you will continue to make the same choices and take the same actions that have led you to exactly where you are right now. Here is something very important. If where you are right now is a great place and it's where you want to be, or it's on the way to where you want to be, then please keep doing what you're doing. That is awesome. It means that you've been putting the work in and you're uh, reaping the rewards. If, however, where you are right now is not a great place and it is not on the way to where you want to be, then doing more of the same won't get you a different result. It won't get you to a better place. I think that for the vast majority of the people that I have coached, there is a third spot where they tend to fall. And it's this, where they are is a pretty good place. And their path is leading them in a pretty good direction. And at the same time, they believe that there are some refinements that they could make that would make things even better. Regardless of where you fall on that map, exactly where you want to be, not at all where you want to be, or mostly where you want to be, but you want to make it better, the bottom line is this. If we want something new or different in our future, it is possible. And it means we have to change something in our present. For example, if you want to be physically stronger in the future, you can be, and you have to start doing the work, whether that's weightlifting or push-ups or pull-ups or whatever. For example, back in 2017, Rick decided that he wanted to work on his upper body and his core strength. Now to set the proper stage, at the time he was 46 years old, an age when many people think that physically their best years are behind them but he started doing pull-ups. At that point, he could do three sets of five pull-ups each, which is pretty good. By last winter, three short years later, he was doing two sets of 10 and one set of 15 pull-ups. That's when apparently things were just way too easy for him because he switched to adding 35 pounds of weight in a backpack and then doing his pull-ups with that on his back. And even though This is a simple example. I think it shows exactly what I was talking about earlier. If Rick had thought, you know, when he was 46, if he had sat back and said, hey, you know what? I'm 46. My best years are behind me. And this is as strong as I'm ever going to be. He would have been right because he wouldn't have changed any of his actions to get a different result. But because he believed that it was at least something worth trying, you know, trying something new to see if he could change his results, he achieved something new. And now, at approaching 51, he's in the absolute best shape 
of his life. Now, again, if we want something new, it begins with believing that it is possible. If we don't believe that it is possible, then we will most likely self-sabotage our own efforts. And here's what's really sad to me about that last statement. We don't sabotage our own efforts on purpose. And the vast majority of time, we don't even know that we are sabotaging our own efforts. This is why self-awareness is so critical. And it is why so many people need and want an outside perspective. Here's an example of self-sabotaging. A long time ago, I worked with someone who had a tape that played in his head that no one ever likes my ideas. And I remember one time we all came back from the Christmas holiday and he said, I've got the perfect example of my family not listening to me. Here was his example. On Christmas Day, he thought it'd be fun to take all of the kids out sledding. Great idea. When did he propose to the family that they do this? Five minutes before they were sit down to dinner. Literally, as his mom was carving the turkey and his sisters were were putting the potatoes and the gravy and everything else on the table for Christmas dinner. At the time, I remember I asked him, I said, did they seem to like the idea of going sledding, separate from the timing of when to go? And he said, well, they said that we could go after dinner, but I was so upset, I just, I wouldn't even listen. I just left as soon as dinner was over. Sadly, this was his pattern of behavior, even at work. He'd come up with a really good idea, but he'd suggest them at a time when it was virtually impossible to implement them. I remember once he suggested an idea that the entire team absolutely loved, but he suggested it when the team was right up against a hard deadline. They simply didn't have the time to use his idea. I later asked him when he first had that idea, and he told me that it was a good two to three weeks before he said anything. I then asked him why it took him so long to say anything, and he said, well, I knew that no one would like my idea, and I was right. No. He wasn't right. The team loved his idea, but he didn't give them time to use it. In fact, I remember this specifically, the rest of the team was so frustrated because he didn't speak up earlier. Because to a person, they all thought his idea would have been wonderful. It still hurts to think about this example. This was a good person. He was a smart person. He was a very capable person. And he just didn't see how he was acting into his belief. And therefore, He was sabotaging his efforts. This is why it is so important that we are in tune with our beliefs because we live into them. And by living into them, we create our reality and therefore we create our future. Here's an awareness exercise that you can try. Over the course of the next week, keep a notepad with you or use your phone, but record every time you have a thought around a belief. They often begin something like, people don't like my ideas. People never listen to me. I can't. I've never been. That's just not me. I could never. Now, that's not an exhaustive list, but it gives you some ideas to work with. At the end of the week, review that list and really look for patterns of how that uh, belief may or may not have held you back. If it's something that you feel has held you back, then it is time to challenge that belief. Is it really true? Or do you fear it to be true? And of course, you know that there's really only one way to test it, and that's action. Back to the person above that I was talking about. Now, I was not his coach. I was just a friend and a coworker. 
But a good exercise for him could have been to bring awareness to that and then to separate his ideas from the timing of suggesting his ideas. A good test could have been to make a point of suggesting his ideas with ample time for others to implement them and then to see what would have happened. And I believe, knowing the situation as well as I do, people would have implemented his ideas and how might that have changed things for him. So that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, please hit that subscribe button or follow button if you're listening on Spotify so that you never miss another episode. And no matter what happens this week, make sure that you rise and thrive.